What? College matters. What? College, college matters. matters. Really? For sure. College matters. Alma, Alma matters. It's hard to believe that we are on episode number 200. A huge thank you to all my listeners. My podcast goal remains the same. Bring college stories to high schoolers and their parents. For this, I have to thank all my podcast guests over the last 2 years, including college alumni, faculty, admissions officers, college counselors and educators. I'm humbled by their generosity in terms of their time, stories, and their ongoing encouragement and enthusiasm for this effort. Thank you. This podcast started with the pandemic. So to commemorate this special occasion, I'm featuring 10 positive stories from all the podcasts about students and faculty who in spite of being forced to be online had something to offer. that was positive inspiring noteworthy or worthy of celebrating i have organized these stories into five buckets number 1 adapt and work around 2 learning something new 3 entrepreneurial ventures 4 unexpected benefits and 5 new possibilities now Let's go through these stories one by one in their own voices. Adapt and work around. We have two stories here. The first one is Luke Newrider of Swarthmore is studying engineering and peace studies. In the spring of 2020, he learned that their return to campus had been delayed indefinitely. due to the spread of covid-19 here's how luke adapted and made the most of the situation you know we made the most of it um i was just at home uh i did lose a little bit you know of course i think everyone lost a lot of bit of the the community aspect um mm-hmm. but i managed to maintain a lot of good contact with some engineering people um So I think I was on FaceTime with uh some engineering friends for at least 2 to 3 hours a day mm-hmm. working through problem sets that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um so that was really good. And then um Sportsmore made the decision to go pass fail uh for all classes. Mm-hmm. So regardless of status um every class in my sophomore spring was graded as pass or fail. Mm-hmm. um which i think was a really good way to kind of accommodate for all the different situations arising from the pandemic mm-hmm. um you know a lot of students were forced into a position where they had to take care of family members or they had to assume a new role at home um or they weren't in a space where they could do their best studying so it was a really equitable way to to address those differences in in student access mm-hmm. um uh and then of course that summer everything was remote and then coming back in the fall it was decided that uh freshmen and sophomores would be allowed to return to campus for the first semester and then seniors and juniors would be allowed to return to uh campus in the in the spring mm-hmm. um and so i elected to 
find a sublease, uh, mm-hmm. or not a sublease, but an actual lease that's that fall um, with four other uh, soccer players, um, another engineer in my in my class. Mm-hmm. Um, so I and that was in Philadelphia. So I definitely still got a little bit of like the college experience. Um, I definitely still had the community. Uh, so in terms of like making the most of the situation, um, you know, we were stuck inside the entire time, but it was still a really good way to kind of get out of our house, get out of like our homes, mm-hmm. um, and be away from family, um, to kind of get that independence that I think everyone wants during college. Um, and also still have that sort of academic and community support. Around the same time as campuses were shutting down, Professor Sridhar Dasu of University of Wisconsin-Madison had to move his physics class online in a hurry. I asked him how he handled the lab experiments that students in normal times would conduct in person. Here is Professor Dasu. So we had these lecture demos as we call them. So I, I went down there to about three days while the university was shut down to, uh, to go and videotape a whole bunch of demos. And I put them up on YouTube for my students to watch in the context of the lecture. My colleague, uh-huh. my colleague went and videotaped the lecturers. You know, we'd stood off a 50-minute lecture. It was like 20 minutes, 15 minutes or something like that. And we videotaped uh-huh. it and put it online. And then okay. during the actual class, what we did is for those who were able to connect, not all students can connect because they don't have internet, which is suitable, or they're in different time zones. So 8.50 a.m. Yeah. I teach is maybe 6.50 for someone. They're not going to wake up. Right. Anybody, right. So logistical issues of whether a person is available uh, to connect or not due to various reasons or not. So we didn't want to deprive one student compared to others. So everything was available for offline or synchronous online uh, communication. So it was a, quite a bit of effort and uh, for for the lecturer and the de- lecture demo person. And then all the discussion sections and labs are done in groups of uh, 20 people or so, and they're led by TAs. And yeah. students actually get to work with the experiments, play with them, and take data. Now, they cannot come and play with the equipment and take the data. So we organized the TAs and some of the uh, lab uh, lab assistants to go and uh, make videotapes of their taking data. All right. Not of people, but of the instruments as, uh, as the um, settings were changed, how the readings came about and so on. So the entire uh, experiment was sort of videotaped, but the experiment was being done by the TAs or the lab assistants, and we have those videotapes, we uploaded them and provided the data that was acquired to the students so they can do the analysis and write a report and answer some questions about it. Now, that is not really a laboratory experience that we would like our students to have, but that's the best that we could manage. Learning something new. Soumya Gupta is a senior in high school in India. Like most high schoolers, she moved home during the pandemic. Sitting at home, she learned a few things about herself. Here is Soumya. Um, when I've come back here, there are activities which I never thought I would do. Um, uh-huh. You know, when if you had physical school, like um, public speaking and everything. So uh-huh. I got into all of that. Um, I am 
part of an NGO, and I'm coordinating. Uh, I'm the media coordinator there, so uh-huh. to do all of that stuff, which I never thought I would do. So that's something that I'm discovering myself in, mm-hmm. and uh, I feel I am um, particularly good at that, which I mm-hmm. which surprised me. Is there anything else that you're doing that wouldn't have been possible if it hadn't been for COVID? Okay, I would say. uh something like public speaking is for sure there um yeah. but also connectivity i was mm-hmm. never a person who would who was very upcoming with um, talks or in group chats or anything so um because everything was online and texting which was the main mode of communication is basically voluntary so yeah. um you had to actually reach out to people to talk and to maintain relationships so maybe that's something that uh, that's like a sort of skill that i developed in covid ajan subramanian was a senior at uc irvine when the campus shut down with his routine scrambled he developed a new daily routine which included chess here is ajan so like i i feel like this is the best time to try something new something you're really interested sure. in like I I I'm really bad at chess and I my my cousin my and my brothers like they're really good at chess and I I used to get beat by them so much uh during my childhood so I thought maybe this is a good time to kind of learn those skills and just play and keep my mind occupied because I love solving puzzles and chess uh-huh. is, it's just one of those things where you're like you're really thinking and you're forced to to think about stuff for like let's say 20 minutes or whatever like however long the game is and you're not thinking about anything yeah. else So I yeah. I've been playing a lot of games online and I've invited my friends to play online because there's a really nice website called chess.com and uh-huh. you, you can like play with your friends uh very easily just send them a link to join the game and, and you're occupied for a good like 1 hour if you if you really want to take it to that time you know it's like I I really enjoy playing it because we have a routine now like every 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 night a friend and I play uh-huh. for like 30 minutes at least so we have a whatsapp group where we join and we can discuss you know games other games just movies and you play chess and stuff so i i i think it's i think it's i'm enjoying myself right now to be honest entrepreneurial sonia goel is a senior in high school in india during the lockdown sonia started a company from home as part of a class project here is sonia Mm-hmm. Our school has this uh, student company program where we create a company, a joint stock company, mm-hmm. and uh, then operate it for like three, four months, and then we have to like liquidate the company. Mm-hmm. So I was the CEO of the company Doorway. We mm-hmm. make this product which helps opens doors with your foot. It's very mm-hmm. relevant to the COVID pandemic, and we actually ran the entire thing sitting at home. We, mm. it was a manufacturing company so it was a bit of a challenge like we had to coordinate multiple things but it was a very interesting way to learn about business especially in a work from home setup Lorena James was a rising senior at Davidson College her summer study abroad in China cancelled Lorena pivoted to start a company to produce hair care products for black women living in asia here is lorena and then the summer after my junior year again i wanted to study abroad didn't happen so instead i stayed home and started yeah forever curly my second startup where 
essentially I learned how to make uh, shampoo bars, different types of hair care products that um, yeah. don't use, that aren't packaged with plastic. Essentially, I was trying to focus on using zero plastic in the manufacturing of my products. So yeah, I worked on that that summer. I did a, like an incubation program or an accelerator program with University of Buffalo. Um, so it was like a, a all virtual program, um, but essentially it allowed me to incubate Forever Curly. Um, and the, I was uh, put in contact with different mentors um, and received a lot of support, uh, both, yeah, both mentorship and even financial support from the University of Buffalo for my startup. How did you make the products, your curly products uh, during the COVID uh, time? I mean, how did you get that done? Yeah, yeah. So it was really just, you know, Googling different recipes, um, finding places online. Ideally, to, ideally, websites that, you know, are ethical and sustainable and all that to purchase my products in bulk from. So like, you know, shea butter, coconut oil, yeah, yeah. Uh, different types of things, things like that. Um, I think the hardest thing to make, I, I would say, were like the shampoo bars because there's a little bit of chemistry involved with that. You have right. to use uh, lye, um, which is somewhat dangerous to use. You know, I have to wear like, gloves and goggles and everything. And yeah, so that I was able to do that. Um, LinkedIn, um, I feel like uh, LinkedIn is so, so important. I wish I could emphasize it more. I used it all through my time with Davidson, but I think it was really important when I was creating Forever Curly because I was able to reach out to different mentors on LinkedIn. Essentially, I would yeah. just look up, you know, women in their hair care, like black hair care industry. And you know, <laughs> I would reach out to people and I got quite a few responses back and I still try to keep in touch with people that, you know, reached back out to me and eventually have provided guidance through the past year on my work with Forever Curly, which has been really amazing. Um, yeah, that was, that was pretty much it. I, I feel like my, well, my overall goal with Forever Curly was to sell um, and provide hair care products for Black women living in Asia. Um, mm-hmm. Because uh, in my own, on my own personal experience living in China for almost pretty much a year, um, it's almost impossible to find, you know, the hair care products that I'm used to using. Um, but when I do find them, they're like marked up by some crazy amount, like, you know, I'll buy a bottle of fish in the U.S. for like four bucks and in China, it's like, $25 and I, I would refuse to pay it so um you know it's just it's a little it's a small issue that you know people face um they you know have textured hair living in mainly in different parts of Asia but all right my goal was to address that issue with forever curly. Thomas Athe was a senior in high school when the pandemic hit. Thomas and his friend wanted to do something useful sitting at home. Their solution a chat room to give options trading advice. Here's Thomas. And then uh, during COVID, my so my senior, my last semester of senior year of high school is when COVID started, and we so we got sent home and just you know didn't really have anything to do, and through that we got so my my friend he, he resold like shoes like Yeezys and Supreme clothing all of high school so he had some money saved up from doing that and he couldn't really do that because of COVID most of his transactions like were in person um and we were just kind of trying to find something to do and um there was just a lot going on in the stock market with mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. the, the stock market essentially crashed and federal reserve and and the government you know giving stimulus and just like a lot going on which was like really interesting for us and we were kind of trading and investing a little bit during this time and having nothing to do just kind of got us deeper into that um and then we started a, a discord group because we figured you know there's a lot of like people that are probably interested in the same thing and just 
we're all sitting at home alone. Like let's try to make a community. Um, so we just kind of started this chat room essentially. And it was, it was started with like stocks and options trading. And then we also, we had another friend who kind of introduced us to crypto. Um, Mm -hmm. so we had kind of two sides, like it was more focused on options trading. So yeah, options trading and then crypto. Um, and then in options trading itself, there's just a lot there, a lot of different strategies. One thing that kind of got us interested in this is that we saw that, you know, when, when the market had bottomed out a lot of like you had a couple months of just green day, you know, market going up, going up and people were trading really risky, like short term trades that were working in that time but we knew that like once the markets you know cooled off a lot of people were going to get killed um so we were exploring just like safer ways to trade options and um other ways and and that so um yeah through that whole process kind of as we continue to learn we were building up this group chat um and then at a point we we had like about a thousand members and Unexpected Benefits Amanda Simpson is an admissions officer at the College of New Jersey. Here's Amanda talking about how she saw the benefits from being virtual. Since the pandemic started, and certainly in response to the pandemic, TCNJ as an institution has engaged technology much more. It has used Mm -hmm. technology much more. And I Mm -hmm. would say this has been felt you know, throughout the entire campus. So in the Office of Admissions, for example, you know, it was in response to the pandemic that we started to host virtual admissions presentations and webinars, Mm -hmm. thereby making TCNJ accessible to folks beyond New Jersey and our region. Um, I know that TCNJ hosted and still makes available virtual advising and virtual tutoring sessions for students who want and need, you know, academic and uh, course selection support. Of course, online learning and hybrid teaching, et cetera. Um, And I would say that as we have engaged with technology more, which marks, has marked a transition for TCNJ, Mm-hmm. Um, it for me really has kind of affirmed our ability to pivot to it's it's certainly been an, an opportunity to exercise our resiliency muscles, if I could call it that. And, <laughs> yeah. and it really showed out the strength of our community spirit. Bill Hancock is the Associate Dean of College Counseling at Cranbrook Kingswood High School in Michigan. Bill's high school students and parents reaped some huge benefits from being virtual. Here's Bill. Counselor up in, in, in New England would do a, he'd have two or three um, uh, deans of the day. And, and you know, I'd, I'd show up every Thursday night on Zoom and, and I'd listen and it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so those, it was an educational opportunity for me as a counselor, for my families. Um, and it, I think that those things were pretty exciting. And I think, I don't think those are going to go away. Uh, you know, I think that those are, I think people have started to see, Hey, we were able to do that, um, fairly easily, fairly inexpensively. And we really had uh, a lot of people participate, um, 
we, we had schools visit us this past year or two uh, mm -hmm. virtually because we didn't have uh, uh, on-campus visits for our school. Um, mm -hmm. So they visited with my students virtually. And we had over 130 schools come and visit this year, some mm -hmm. of whom who had never been here, some who had not been here in years. And it's because mm -hmm. they were from very far away. Sure. Um, and, and so I don't think that that's going to go away 100%. I know that, you know, I, when I was talking to a couple of my, my friends who are you know, visiting us virtually, they would, they would say, so where are you off to next? Oh, I'm off to Baltimore next. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so they weren't restricted with the, I have a day in, in Detroit and then I have right. to go physically have to go to another city to physically visit. They could be sitting in their house, which is where they were, and they were, you know, I was in Detroit, and then I was in Baltimore, and then I went to Houston, and then I went to uh, L.A., and, and I did that all in one day. New Possibilities This 10th story looks ahead at new learning models that being online makes possible. Beyond the pandemic. Here is Professor Lal of Columbia University talking about it. Uh, what is emerging during COVID with much more Zoom and, you know, uh, distance right. learning kind of things. This is going to help refine how different learners can be reached and uh, can learn better. Mm -hmm. In the classical teaching model, I think we were stagnant. We, Despite all the efforts by the people who were focused on teaching and learning, all right. it was not translating into the classroom. But in these distance learning modes, what I'm seeing is um, that, especially when there are a lot of people in your class from who are remote, yeah. uh, they very quickly start networking and helping each other. Mm -hmm. And this learning from each other, I think, is uh, almost a better metric uh, of how well this is integrated. Because if someone is just lecturing, you focus on a one directional assimilation and then regurgitation. Right. But when you are interacting with others, the freedom to ask and you know, pace yourself and come back and ask is much, much higher. So mm -hmm. as more of that is getting promoted through Zoom and distance learning and people networking, um, that I think is a good thing. And then it's also clarifying the roles that the instructor has which become, here is an agenda for what you need to learn. And mm -hmm. then the responsibility uh, is perceived much more by that individual as, you know, I need to shape up and really get this. And there's stress that comes with that, which is a problem. But uh, I think how, the, how each individual resolves that stress, if the help is available, will dramatically change learning models into the future. Hi again. Hope you enjoyed episode number 200. I hope each one of you had some good come from being online as well. Do check out our podcast for rich, personal, and diverse expressions of college and the possibilities. To share your own positive online experiences, please email podcast at almamatters.io with the subject line, Pandemic Online Story. Thank you all so much for listening to this podcast today and all our previous ones. Transcripts for this podcast and previous podcasts are on almamatters.io forward slash podcasts. 
To stay connected with us, subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or visit anchor.fm forward slash alma matters to check us out. Till we meet again, take care and be safe. Thank you and keep listening. College matters. Alma, Alma matters. matters.